Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. I've been volunteering in both of my kids' classrooms recently, reading stories and discussing the lessons contained in each story. In introducing myself to my daughter's third grade class, I told them that I work with mostly young people, but not eight or nine years old, but often 18 or 19 years old. And that what I teach most of all is not specific job-related skills, but instead it's how to think. In my kids' classes, I get to teach them ways of thinking about things that happen. I get to help them at a very young age to develop the mindset of a winner in life. I was inspired to put some of those concepts into this solo episode today, and I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Changing Lives, Selling Knives. I'm your host, Dan Cassetta. There's a generation of entrepreneurs and business leaders out there right now who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills that they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from Cutco's most prominent alumni and current leaders. On this show, you'll meet successful entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, superstar business executives, and transformational leaders from many walks of life. All our guests will have two things in common. One, they're all changing lives today through their work and their influence. And two, they all started out selling Cutco knives when they were younger. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Through hearing real-life stories and hands-on experiences, you'll gain insights that can help you in whatever it is that you do in life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's episode. One of the things I've gotten the most out of during my Cutco Vector experience has been this concept of learning how to think, how to process what happens, figure out what it means, and then figure out what I should do. Our brain is always asking two questions based on the things that happen to us. One is, what does this mean? And two is, what should I do now? And the first time we encounter a challenge in life that's seemingly insurmountable, we feel like we can't do it. But then someone comes along, maybe it's your manager in Cutco Vector, or maybe it's a leader somewhere else, and they give you some answers and you try it and it works and you start to succeed and you begin to conceptualize this idea of all the things in life that we don't even know we don't know. There's so much out there that's in that space of what we don't even know we don't know. And as we learn more, we start to realize these things. We start to become aware of these things. Then we learn how to do these things and we succeed at them. And it really shifts our mindset in going through that process. We gradually learn how to reframe our challenges. And we start to look at things like, well, what's positive about this? What can I learn here? How will I handle this next time I encounter it? And we gradually develop a stronger and better mindset. Many, many years ago, I remember Tony Robbins teaching, nothing in life has any meaning except the meaning we give it. And that quote has always stood out to me over the years as one of the most compelling and powerful ideas that I've ever heard. And through repetition, I think I've been able to develop the skill set of choosing an empowering meaning for something that happens and then 
figuring out what are the answers to this? How will I handle this? And ultimately overcoming most any challenge or obstacle that has come along. And this is what I feel like is the winner's mindset. And it really is a skill set because it can be learned and developed by anyone. And I want to share what I feel like are some of the aspects of that skill set today. The first is high expectations and standards. Napoleon Hill in the classic book, Think and Grow Rich, calls this a success consciousness, meaning the very way that you think and operate is in a way of expecting to succeed, knowing that you will eventually get what it is that you're seeking. And I think that this comes from setting and achieving small goals repeatedly. It also comes through personal growth. When you learn something new, you expect a little more of yourself. You feel a little more valuable in the marketplace, in the world, and think you're going to get more good things because you're becoming more. And so small goals, learning, those are all part of developing high expectations and standards. If you keep focused on progress and success, you will succeed a lot more often than not. And this builds your confidence and your expectation. Another part of the skill set of the winner's mindset is beginning to enjoy challenges. And in fact, I would say beginning to even relish challenges. Successful people like it when something is difficult because that's when they know they're distinguishing themselves from others and they're learning a whole lot more. One of my managers in the Bay Area used to have a team motto where they said, if it's easy, we don't want it. And I just, I love that thought, right? That anything that's going to be easy naturally doesn't have a whole lot of value. I think it's also important for people to embrace the idea that challenges and adversity are normal. So many people see successful others and they make the mistake of thinking, oh man, I wish I could be like them. You know, everything's looks like it's been pretty straightforward and easy for them, but that's never the case. It's almost never the case. Having everything work smoothly in your life is certainly the exception, not the rule. And successful people understand how to view challenges. They see them as an opportunity for growth, right? You only grow through resistance. They see them as a chance to become a better leader because you now have an inspirational story to tell, which is very powerful. And also, challenges help reveal who we are. And that's very important to have done at early ages in life, not late in life. One of my favorite quotes from one of the old Chicken Soup for the Soul books was this. It says, great occasions do not make heroes or cowards. They simply unveil them to the eyes of the world. Silently and imperceptibly, as we wake or sleep, we grow strong or weak. And at last, some crisis shows who we have become. What have your experiences in life revealed about you? Have you experienced a crisis recently? What did that show? That you're strong or that you're weak? I would suggest if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably because you are already very strong and you're looking to become even stronger. And that is a positive part of your mindset. Now, another part of the winner's mindset is a solution orientation. 
This means we're always looking for the answers, right? Jim Rohn teaches the ant philosophy, right? He's like, ants will never give up, right? Put something in their way, they'll go around it, they'll go over it, they'll go under it. They're always looking, right, for the answer, for the way, always looking for the way. That is an important part of the winner's mindset. And as you look for the way, you should always be using your support system, right? And all of us have a great support system in life or in business of people that we've met or that are part of our team or part of our mentors that we can seek out for help. And so we we need to be finding answers by leveraging our support system. Now, this requires that you believe the answers are out there. That's the first step. If you don't believe the answers are out there, you're not going to find them. You're not going to even seek them. Well, if you have challenges with anything, virtually anything in life, the answers are out there. There's someone else who has experienced that challenge, who has overcome that challenge, who can help you with that. There are books you can read. There are people that you can align yourself with that can help you with any challenge. And that's certainly true if you're part of Cutco Vector. Anything that you want to do in this company is something that you can do. Now, this requires being able to distill what's important now. And on that note, what I'd like you to think about are two key questions. One question is, what's one key skill you can improve that will dramatically improve your results? What's one key skill you can improve that will dramatically improve your results? If you're in any aspect of sales, this might be something related to prospecting. Or it might be your ability to close sales, to actually get the customer past that moment of hesitation to say yes and to proceed. If you're a vector manager, maybe this is centered around your recruiting processes, or maybe this is around your development system with your reps in the medium and long term. But identifying what is one key skill you can improve that will dramatically improve your results is a great step towards becoming more successful. And then, of course, you've got to go and develop that skill, work at that skill. Now, another question I wanted to ask you is this. What's one key action you can start taking that will dramatically improve your results? Right? Again, maybe for sales reps, this centers around like, participating in phone jams and I'm going to participate in phone jams three nights a week. And that's going to help me make sure that I'm doing my appointments and I'm working. Maybe for managers, it's setting PRs if you're a vector manager, right? And I'm going to at least make sure I get 20 every single week set up. Maybe it's some aspect of learning that cycles back to one of those skills that I talked about. Maybe that's your action. You need to start reading 30 minutes a day. You need to start listening to audios on a regular basis. What is it? And then think about that same question outside of your business with things that are more personal. Just this whole idea of solution orientation is definitely one element of the winner's mindset. I would say another element of the winner's mindset is an acceptance of things that are not in your control. An acceptance of things that are not in your control. There are many things in life we can control. There are a lot of things in life that we can't. We can't control the weather. We can't control the traffic. We can't control other people. And I love what Hal Elrod says when you think about things you can't control. He says, can't change it, right? Whenever somebody complains about something that's outside of their control, that was Hal's stock response all the time. Can't change it. And I think it's important to learn to quickly let go of the things that you cannot change. And you can develop this muscle by practicing this on a daily basis, right? If you're driving on a two-lane road and somebody suddenly pulls right over in front of you, 
It's easy to get upset. It's also easy just to say, oh, they must not have seen me, right? Like you can't change it. So it's not necessarily worth getting upset over. If somebody says something that bothers you, learn to let it go quickly, right? It's already been said. We can't undo that. And so we can dwell on it, harp on ourselves for things like that and just be negative, or we can let it go, right? I find myself employing this principle, which is consider the intent, consider the intent. Because a lot of times when somebody does something that upsets someone else, they didn't intend to do something that upset somebody else. They're not trying to be an asshole. They just did something that upset somebody else. And that happens all the time, right? We're all different types of people with different types of objectives and goals and ways of operating in life. And I just think it's important for us to learn to let those things go. Even some of the more difficult challenges in life, the breakup of a relationship, for example, is not something that's worth dwelling over for a long period of time, right? Get over it and move on. I think, in fact, that most successful people learn to embrace negative experiences because those negative experiences give you a chance to practice being strong. And that is valuable in and of itself. And so if you can look at it in that way, you will have a much different mindset over a lot of the things that happen to you that aren't in your control. Now, before I move on from this point, let me say one thing here, and that's this. You control your growth. You do control that. And so ask yourself the question, how many books have I read in the last two or three months to improve my skills or my mindset? How many audios have I listened to recently to improve my skills or my mindset? And if the answer to that question is zero, that's a bad answer, right? What are you doing to continue growing and getting better and improving yourself? That's a key part of developing the winner's mindset. And then what I would say to sort of sum up the winner's mindset is that winners have an extremely positive focus. They have an extremely positive focus. And what you focus on completely affects how you feel. And what you focus on also directs what you will find in your life. Oftentimes when I speak about this concept live, I'll have people look around their room and do this if you can, if you're in a safe place where you can do this. I'll have people look around their room and I'll say, look for everything in the room that's brown. Right, look around, spot everything you can, notice everything you can, look for everything in the room that's brown. And then I'll tell people, okay, now at this point, close your eyes. And what I want you to do is try to recall every single thing you possibly can that's blue. And usually at this point, people will start chuckling and realize, like, oh, I've been tricked here, right? Focusing on what's brown. And now I can't even remember what's blue. Well, this concept is true in life. What you focus on is what you see. It's what you notice. It's what you feel. It's what you experience. What's your focus in your relationships? Is your focus on what's good? Is your focus on being nitpicky about what's not? What's your focus when you encounter a roadblock? Is it really seeing the roadblock and feeling the roadblock and feeling the overwhelm that comes from that? Or is it seeing past it, seeing around it, looking for the solutions, looking for the answers, looking for the support you have that can help you? What's your focus in day-to-day -day life? 
Is it on the positive or is it on the negative? Because what you focus definitely determines how you feel and it definitely determines what you will find in your life. People like you and I, we don't have a positive focus because everything's always great in life. We have a positive focus because we understand that everything won't always be great. And what helps us get past those times is that positive focus. Now, a big part of your focus is your language, especially the way you talk to and about yourself. I hear these things all the time from people. I can't do that. Oh, I'm not as good as that person. Oh, I'm terrible with names. I hear all of these things. We are programming ourselves. Our words become our world. And it's so important to program ourselves positively. Catch yourself and reframe. I'm learning how to do this. I'm improving here and here and here and here. I've got to get better at this and I will, right? I can do this. I am smart. I am capable, right? I taught our my daughter's third grade classroom the other day, what follows I am follows me. And I think that's a very important concept to think and to ponder. And, and, and you know, I had them write I am statements that could remind them of who they are, of their strengths, of their value, right? Of what's great about them. And we all need those types of reminders and that type of mentality to focus on what's good, to focus on what's right, to focus on what's positive. Ultimately, everybody, at some point, we all have to make a decision. And that decision is this, it's I am gonna be great. I am gonna be great in life. I'm gonna be great at this job that I have. I'm gonna be great at this hobby that I partake in. I am going to be great. Some people make that decision when they're 10 years old. Some people make it when they finish college. Others make it when they turn 40. And you know what? A lot of people never make that decision. They never do. And some people make that decision and then they change their mind when times are tough. That's not the winner's mindset. Developing the winner's mindset starts right now with being great at what you are doing right now. And if you're a part of Vector, I can't think of a better place to develop your thinking than right here. This is a place where you will learn valuable new things every single week. This is a place where you will experience challenges and adversity. This is a place where you have the support network and the atmosphere to move past any challenge, and it's a place where you're rewarded for what you accomplish. Vector really, truly is the place to be for all of you who are here working with us right now. And so set some small goals, go out and make them happen, gradually level up your standards and expectations, and step by step, you can develop the winner's mindset. Thanks for listening. If you got value from today's episode, please share it with others and consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player. Subscribing to the podcast is free and ensures that future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. For access to guest bios, show notes, and other resources, visit changinglivespodcast.com. You can sign up there to receive valuable resources for free from people featured on the podcast. And to support our podcast sponsors, visit changinglivespodcast.com slash deals. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. 
We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives. 